On today's episode of Soul Zero Two, we're going to continue our talk on what lens you see God through on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that's putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And today we want to talk about what lens do you see God through, part two. Uh, last time, uh, I, I felt like we talked about it, but I want to maybe share some more thoughts on it. But I want to start out with maybe a quote from from the famous Joseph Parker. He was a, a minister from the 1800s that really had a a lot of depth in his walk with God. He he was not a casual Christian. He was very committed to Christ and, and to winning souls for Christ. So I want to share this with you today. He said, uh, If we do not get back to visions peeps into heaven, consciousness of the higher glory and the higher life. We shall lose our religion. Our altar will become a bare stone, unblessed by a visitant from heaven. Here is the world's need today. Men who have seen their God, and of course he means women also. I would say men and women who have seen their God. And what is he saying there? Basically, so much, even in his day, they had the problem where Christianity can be reduced to just this casual, light-hearted, uh, no-depth kind of experience that has nothing to do whatsoever with God. And where's your walk with God? I mean, do you struggle with that? I mean, we all at times maybe have, we're up here or down here, but I mean, as a culture, as 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 a normal day-by-day life in Christ, uh, if someone is 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 shallow, then they need to get deep. But so here's here's a question I want to start with today that'll dovetail into some more things. But what does Christianity look like when you have the wrong idea of God? And we can continue by saying this. Wrong judgments. When our idea of God is wrong judgments, then we risk the chance of of saying things that maybe aren't accurate or are not correct in any way. And you, you, you make even wrong, harmful judgments about people and people you love and people that know you and you know, and you might even uh, uh, do these things and, and not even realize it. but think about, the book of Job, Job chapter 10, verse verse 17. I won't read it to you, but I just want to mention to you the story that that uh, he had gone through this suffering and, and God rebuked him in love. He rebuked him. And, but he also rebuked Job's friends even more than he rebuked Job. He, he basically said to Job and his friends, you know, you know, after he spoke to Job and kind of straightened him out, God, God looked to his friends and he says, My anger burns against you and against your two friends because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. And there's such an important thing to be said about that today because when we, when we make false, false or wrong judgments of God, what happens is that we, we don't serve God in the right way. 
And we, we can make judgments against God. We can say, well, God is not loving, or God doesn't care about my situation, or my, my hopes, or my dreams, or God abandoned me, or, you know, you fill in the blank with that. But when we don't have a right view of God, we make wrong judgments, and that's very dangerous. But here's another one that happens when we, uh, when we don't see God in the right way. Weak worship, and we kind of touched on that a little bit. But A.W. Tozier once said, the sovereign God of our fathers that we sing about is incomparable to that which we call God today. We have lost the sense of who God really is. And, and this was like 60 years ago. So imagine how things are now, all right? If 60 years ago things were like that, what are they like now? And he says, God, uh, he says, we have replaced our fathers or our God with an artificial God that only soothes our conscience in a temporary fashion. This new God is the God of convenience and entertainment, and all this God is interested in is making one happy and feeling good about oneself. If I am not if I, if I am not good, I do not want to f- feel good about myself. I want to feel good about myself as God feels about me. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to feel good about yourself or wanting a, a healthy view or esteem. We're not talking about that. We're talking about when we don't face the elephant in the room in our own lives. That's weak worship. Weak worship says, hey, uh, I can have Christianity my way. I can have Christianity. I can serve God any way I want to, right? So, so weak worship means that in our worship, there's no awe like Isaiah in Isaiah 6, when, when uh, he, he says, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and his train filled the temple. And weak, weak worship is, is not like the kind David had when he had reverence, reverence for God. He, he says, ascribe to God, to the Lord, the glory to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. So here's the point this morning or this afternoon, whatever time it is in your in your zone today. Is your worship weak? If your worship is weak, then maybe you're not seeing God the right way. Because when you see God, when you live out of a personal vision of God, where you've encountered Him in your heart, you can't live casually. You can't live in a way that that is uh, overly familiar or just light with Him. In fact, I, I like something Dallas Willard said uh, about familiarity. He said, Presumed familiarity, well, I hate that word, I'll let you say it, has led to unfamiliarity. And unfamiliarity has led to contempt, and contempt has led to profound ignorance. So think about that for a minute, that when we, when we don't take God seriously, and I'm not saying that we have to be these stuffy, blowhard Christians that kind of you know wear a suit every Sunday and and uh, have very strict, you know, ways. Uh, I believe in, in, you know, there's, there's no real dress code, right? We, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the casualness of the heart, that maybe we don't go to God prepared when we worship Him, whether it's in church or outside of church. But yet another one that that uh, shows that our view of God is incorrect is, is bad theology. And Bad theology, I, I like something Dietrich Bonhoeffer said about that that I'll give you in a minute, but bad theology can be any kind of belief in God. And of course, theology is a study of God that has nothing to do with the Bible 
has nothing to do with with uh, with the the tradition of the church in terms of the basic beliefs of the church fathers that, that were handed down that most most faith traditions agree with. That's what I'm talking about, the church fathers and and tradition. But bad theology is theology that I make up on my own based on my emotions, my desires, my lusts, whatever it is. And something that Dietrich Bonhoeffer said bears meaning here. He said, cheap grace, cheap grace has served as an inoculation or more accurately, a vaccination. We have gotten just enough of Jesus to prevent us from catching the real thing. That's a powerful quote when you think about it. Is it possible that we can have enough religion not to catch the real meaning of it? Enough Christianity not to catch the real Jesus? And this is what Dietrich Bonhoeffer was saying, that we, today we have a lot of self-centered Christianity, we have a lot of Christian consumerism, we have Christianity that is just curtailed to what I want, what I desire, and if if it's not what I want, then I will go, you know, take my business somewhere else and go somewhere else. And this is has nothing to do with the way God gave us Christianity. But another <clears throat> consequence of seeing God the wrong way is vague Christianity. Vague Christianity. And vague Christianity talks about the idea that that uh, what Elton Trueblood called a tolerant pantheism. In other words, <clears throat> um, he said, uh, he called it a tolerant pantheism, which is the real core of some of the self-styled new theology. Uh, it will never be persecuted because most people will never oppose anything so vague. If my Christianity is not well-defined, I can't take a stand. Because real Christianity, in the end, is a counterculture. <clears throat> it's not something that just blends in to the culture of the world and says, hey, you know, we're cool, you're cool, I'm cool, and you know, let's just do this thing our way. No, it's a counterculture. <clears throat> Which means that when it's a counterculture, it, it means that, that even though I love the unbeliever, I love those who don't know Christ, I love those who are lost, <clears throat> I'm not part of their life. You know, I, we don't, we're not on the same road. And we can be friends, we can pray for them, we can pray with them, we can hang out, we can, but we are not on the same road. And this is what I mean by counterculture. I'm a citizen of a different place, spiritually. And Kierkegaard warned about the danger which faces Christians whenever they cease to be in tension with, modern, with the modern popular mentality. When we are... When we are uh, always in harmony with popular culture, there's something missing because Christ said the world will hate you. And when I say hate you, I don't mean, you know, because a Christian's a jerk. You know, some Christians can be jerks in the culture. They can do dumb things. They can be judgmental. They can get in people's faces and, and criticize them without really loving people and being part of their lives. But the world will hate you because of the Christ that's in you. And this is what I mean by counterculture. And when we, uh, when we, are vague with the way we we present our Christianity. Something is vital is missing there. So I want to give you just one more before we close today. But but uh, here's one more um, lack of confidence in God's character. I mean that's a no brainer, right? Maybe that should have been the, on the top of the list. Uh, when we don't have a right view of God, we lack confidence in 
in his character. What does that mean? It means that I don't trust him. It means that when I pray, I'm kind of like not really with him because maybe he, he betrayed me in my thinking, or maybe he abandoned me in my thinking, or maybe he didn't give me what I wanted or needed, or he let me suffer, or he let me lose someone that I loved for a season. But either way, uh, we have to get to the point where we get beyond these things because, because uh, God is so much bigger than our perceptions. And if we don't believe someone has integrity, we cannot trust them. So we have to believe that God has integrity. And, and if we don't believe they have integrity, we can't worship them, right? We can't adore them. We can't love them. And maybe you've been praying, and I've gone through this in seasons where I was dry and, and kind of like my, my prayers had no life in them. And secretly, I was kind of harboring something against God in that season. And maybe you've been through that. Well, you can't worship God that way, right? God wants you to work through that. So just to close this, what is the best lens, or the best way, rather, to change your lens? The best way to change your lens is found in First Chronicles 16.11. I'm not going to give the typical verse of if my people who are called by my name. I'm going to give this one instead. Where it says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Wow, what a beautiful scripture that is. And do you do that? Are you seeking God in your life? Are you, are you loving on Him? Are you spending time with Him? Are you giving Him what He deserves in your life? And this is what He wants. The only cure to dry Christianity, the only cure to all of the, the points that I mentioned earlier, to, to the wrong judgments, to the weak worship, to the uh, bad theology, to the vague Christianity, and to lack, lack of confidence, is to seek God. That's the only way you're going to be cured of that. You have to seek Him and work through it the way you would work through any relationship. God will be there on the other side when you find Him. So if you find value in this podcast, please click the like button, button subscribe to this channel. We love doing these, and it's a lot of work, but it's worth it because uh, I'm... My goal is to encourage people and to to lift up their Christianity and, and put oxygen back into it, literally. That's our vision here. So uh, check out our YouTube channel and our, our website, soulzero2.com. Till next time, great to be with you. God bless.